Bo Horvat made his New York Islanders debut, and the Islanders skated away with a 2-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. We have our key takeaways, including how Horvat looked in an Islanders uniform, and we preview tonight's game against the Kraken. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Wow, uh, Islanders getting off on the right foot in Bo Horvat's debut. We're going to break it all down for you, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so please make sure you join me for that, for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time. So, Bo Horvat made his long-awaited Islanders debut Monday night in Philadelphia. Isles skate away with a 2-1 to win over the Flyers. And I wanted to talk first about how Bo Horvat did in this game. Clearly, when the game started, he had a little extra jump. His uh, energy level was higher and... You know, that's to be expected. You've got the adrenaline going. You're trying to make a great first impression on your new teammates. You know, this is your debut. You've had a week off, uh, with the exception of the All-Star Weekend, which, let's face it, is really not hockey. It, it's a little fun. It is it is what it is, but it, it's sort of a working vacation in many ways. But, you know, you join your team. I think there was, what, one practice in a morning skate before this game. And then you end up coming out, going down to Philadelphia, a division game, a game against, uh, you know, a rival. 
And a game which the Islanders really did need to win. And Bo Horvat plays 19 minutes and 8 seconds, which was second among all Islanders forwards, only behind Matt Barzal. He does not figure in the scoring, but two block shots, two hits, wins 7 out of 13 faceoffs, and leads the Islanders with four shots on goal. And... Again, you could see the, the, the adrenaline early in the game. It kind of cooled down. He and Matthew Barzal were on a line with Josh Bailey. Horvat was centering Bailey and Barzal. And again, no surprises. You could see the lack of familiarity between the three players. And Barzal and Horvat, I think, are the two that I am confident will be together longer. That They're the guys who the team is sort of building this top line around, at least initially. And, you know, it'll take time. And the beautiful thing is, you know, the schedule works out well. Because the first five games, including this game last night, that the Islanders play after the All-Star break, four of them, are against teams that are not going to be in the playoffs if the season ended today. And that gives Barzal and Horvat and right now Bailey or whoever else may end up uh, on a line with Horvat a chance to get to know each other better, a chance to for Bo Horvat to adapt to the Islanders' system, and really a chance to get into the groove by the time the schedule gets tougher. Overall, I think what we saw in this game, Horvat came to play, had a high energy level, high compete level, wasn't afraid to go to the net, wasn't afraid to try to make some passes, but it'll take time before he really integrates himself into the Islanders lineup. I think Ironically, Matthew Barzal, who did score one of the two goals in this game for the Islanders, in fact, it was the game-winning goal, although Horvat uh, did not figure in the scoring as Noah Dobson and Brock Nelson got the assist. Horvat wasn't on the ice at that point. But I think Nelson seemed to be pressing a little bit more. He had the goal, he had two shots, but... He was like a turnover machine in this game. And I think the shift from center to wing kind of made him a little bit tentative with the puck at times because he wasn't in the position that he's used to being in at any given time. It will take time. Sometimes when it comes to Horvat and Barzal, maybe you have to take a half a step back to take a step or two forward And I think that's what we're going to see. I'm not at all concerned after this first game together. It was one of those situations where you say, thank you, we'll take the two points. I think we did nicely overall. The first period, by the way, you know, the Islanders had 15 shots on goal in the first period and then 15 shots on goal in the other two periods combined. The first period when the uh, adrenaline was the highest and Horvat was at his most uh, 
you know, his most determined. That was by far the team's best period. And then things did sort of get a little sloppy as the game went on. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But overall, Bo Horvat giving you minutes, giving you solid face-off production, four shots on goal, not afraid to be physical. And you know what the best thing is? The one thing I noticed about Horvat in this game, and he wasn't on the ice for the power play goal by Palmieri either, but the Islanders offensively, especially when Horvat was on the ice, they did seem to have a little more confidence, a little more belief that they can get the puck to the net and shoot the puck and, and, and possibly even put some of those pucks into the goal. So to me, this was an acceptable start. You build on this. You bank the two points. They needed the two points badly, and they got them. And to me, that's the best news possible for the New York Islanders under these circumstances. So a 2-1 to win over the Philadelphia Flyers. I will take that anytime. And now we move on and get ready for the Seattle Kraken tonight back at the UBS Arena. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We will preview tonight's game at home against Seattle. And we'll have our unsung hero of the game, our goat of the game, and some more analysis from the 2-1 to win over the Flyers. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So, join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So let's talk a little bit more about this game. And, you know, I think overall the defense was sloppy. Not so much in the first period. I talked a little bit about Matthew Barzal. He was officially credited with two giveaways. I think he had a few more that didn't officially get credited to him. But let's just say he turned the puck over a little bit more than we would like to see. Anders Lee, no shots on goal in this game. That was a bit of a disappointment. But defensively, let's start with this. The duo of Scott Mayfield and Alexander Romanov were sloppy with the puck. And, yeah, they each were credited with one giveaway in this game. 
They were also on the ice for the one goal scored by the Philadelphia Flyers. And I just didn't like uh, their inconsistency in the defensive zone. Noah Dobson, great to have him and uh, Hudson Fashing back in the lineup. Uh, so that was certainly a plus. We talked about Samuel Bolduc being called up, so he wasn't at the AHL All-Star game, but he was a healthy scratch for the Islanders, which meant Dobson was uh, ready to go. He only played 16-34 in this game. Did look a little rusty, but did have an assist. And again, when you miss all that time, I mean, he missed, what was it, four games before the All-Star break. The team had eight days off. It's going to take a little time to get your timing back. There's no way around it. So just good to have Dauber back in the lineup. You take the assist, and hopefully you build on it. But he looked a little shaky in his own zone. And I'll be honest with you, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak also looking kind of shaky in their own zone, not to the point of some of these other defensemen, I mean, you know, Aho is always kind of inconsistent in his own zone, but but Pelik and Pulak under this new system of Lane Lamberts, they're not quite as good at shutting things down as they were under Barry Trotz. Whether that's uh, part of the system, whether it's Pelik sort of getting back into full health after his injury, there are a number of factors, but. You know, those guys used to be a shutdown defensive pair. Now they're sort of the next level below that. And they've got to sort of get back into form down the stretch run. Unfortunately, once they took the 2-0 lead, the Islanders were just a little too sloppy in their own zone, a little too many turnovers and difficulties clearing the puck. And let's face it, uh, that is something that Bo Horvat is not here to correct. I mean, he'll be responsible and, and back check when he needs to, and that's good. That's what we want from our forwards. But the defensemen have to do a better job of clearing the puck out of the net, and if, out of their zone, rather. And if the Islanders can get a puck-moving defenseman, cheap. I'm not talking about, you know, a, an all-star or a guy who's going to cost you a first-round pick that the Islanders, quite honestly, don't have and shouldn't part with at this point. But if you can get someone to upgrade the breakout from your own zone, Lou Lamorello, I think that would be a worthwhile move. So for our unsung hero of the game, uh, I am going to go with Brock Nelson. And why? Well, a plus one. He had the assist. But he matched his all-time point streak with that assist. And, you know, to me, that is going to make him the unsung hero of the game. Just for extending that streak. And, you know, you got to give him credit. I mean, seven straight games, that's tying Barzal for the longest point streak this season. And it matches his career high set back in 2018-2019. I'll also give a co-unsung uh, hero of the game to Kyle Palmieri, who continues to play lights out since he came back off the injured list. He got a power play goal. It was a nice goal the way he, he did it. 
off a good feed by Josh Bailey, I might want to add. And Palms has just been red hot. He now has a point in five straight games. For our GOAT of the game, the player who, you know, didn't have the best game. Uh, oh, gosh, there, there are a number of choices. I'm going to go with Alexander Romanov just because he was sloppy in his own zone, he and Mayfield. By the way, congratulations to Alexander Romanov and his wife on the birth of their child over the weekend. So congratulations to the Romanov family. Uh, but he did not have the strongest game against Philadelphia. So our unsung heroes, Nelson and Palmieri. Our GOAT, I'm going to go with Mayfield and Romanov as a duo. But overall, you got to be happy with the two points, happy with the increased energy that the Islanders gave you in this game, and hopefully it's something they can build on. One other thing I want to add, uh, good game for Semyon Varlamov. He had a couple of really good glove saves. The Islanders did get some bounces, and to be honest with you, a better team offensively than Philadelphia probably would have put at least one more puck in the net, but Varley made 25 saves in 26 shots, many of them very good. His glove was fast. He played the angles well, and I like that move by Lane Lambert to have Varlamov go up against the Flyers and then save Sorokin for a Seattle Kraken team that is a little more talented and a little more dangerous than the Flyers, and now you have your better goalie going up against the better opponent when you're back home, and Varley really now has showed over the last couple of games that he's played, and he did play the last game before the All-Star break, but, but Varley has showed he is back from injury, he is back in game form and playing well, and whether that helps his trade value if the Islanders look to deal him at the deadline or whether it just solidifies the duo of Sorokin and Varlamov for the rest of the season, either way, that is, to me, a win-win, and I'll take it. Good to see Varlamov playing so well. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll preview tonight's home game against the Seattle Kraken, and we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, our next partner as a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to just take one supplement that would meet all of my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of AG1 in a cup of water every day, and that's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Islanders and Kraken tonight at the UBS Arena. And uh, it's a 7.30 Eastern time start. Big game. Toughest game in this five-game stretch after the All-Star break for the Islanders. And the Kraken, as of the All-Star break, they were in a tight four-team race for first place in the Pacific Division. They were tied with the Kings, a point ahead of Vegas, three points ahead of Edmonton, six points ahead of Calgary if you want to go to the top five. Uh, So it's a dogfight, and the Kraken need, without a doubt, need to uh, keep pace and and, and keep winning. Now, goals for Seattle, fourth in the league right now, even though they've only played 49 games. Their goals against right in the middle at 14th. So, again, the idea of having Ilya Sorokin in goal against a more dynamic offensive team like Seattle, to me, is a smart move by Lane Lambert. The power play, a little below average, 20th in the league, 20.3% success rate. But here's the rub. The penalty kill, 31st in the league, next to last, only killing 72.3%. So opponents scoring more than one out of every four power plays. The Islanders would love to build on the power play goal they got last night, and they moved the puck better with the man advantage. With Horvat, that confidence on the power play was evident, even if they only got the one goal and, and didn't get as many chances after that that we would have liked. Got to take advantage of this 31st-ranked PK of the Seattle Kraken. Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer are the big duo in goal. Jones, a 282 goals against average, 895 save percentage, but he's 23-7-3. Grubauer, 5-8-2. They don't play as well in front of him, but his stats aren't that far off. He has a 303 goals against average. His save percentage actually 897. That's two points better than Martin Jones. Familiar face on the Kraken, obviously, Jordan Eberly, who the Kraken took from the Isles in the expansion draft. He is second on the team with 38 points, 10 goals, 28 assists, and those 28 assists do lead the team. Andre Burkowski has 39 points, including 13 goals. The 39 points lead the team. Jared McCann's 23 goals is first in that category, followed by Daniel Sprong, who has 15. And, you know, there is nobody else besides McCann with more than 20, but this is a balanced offense because... There are eight players right now with 10 or more goals and one other with nine. Now, there are some injuries uh, that were coming into the All-Star weekend. So whether or not players like Matty Veneers and Jaden Schwartz are going to be available, they're listed as day-to-day, we don't know, and they are important players for this team. 
Benier, Center, Schwartz, and Burakovsky on the top line. Alexander Wenberg centers the second line with Jared McCann and Jordan Eberle on either side of him. Yanni Gord centers Eli Tolvanen and Alexander, uh, excuse me, Oliver Bjorkstrand on the third line. Ryan Donato, Brandon Tanev, and Daniel Sprong are the fourth line. Again, balanced scoring on this team. Vince Dunn and Alan Larson are the top pair on defense. Carson Soucy and Justin Schultz are the second pair. Again, Schultz was uh, day-to-day. Uh, we'll see whether or not he is available when things resume. Jamie Olsiak and William Borgen are the third defensive pair, and Grubauer and Martin Jones are the goalies. I will tell you right now, the Islanders have to be better in their own zone against Seattle compared to how they were against Philadelphia, or they are going to have to have a near-perfect game from Ilya Sorokin in order to get the two points. So, number one, clean up the defensive zone. Number two, take advantage of a poor penalty kill by the Seattle Kraken. And number three, keep integrating Bo Horvat into that lineup. Those are important factors for the Islanders if they hope to win this game. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day early, but Wednesday will be the 57th birthday of former Islanders center Kirk Muller. Muller, originally a second-round pick of the Devils back in 1984, made his NHL debut with New Jersey in 84-85, put together... Uh, a whole bunch of solid seasons, 30 goals in 80, 37 goals in 87-88, 31 in 88-89, 30 in 89-90, all with the Devils, had back-to-back seasons of 36 and 37 goals with the Canadiens, won a cup with the Habs in 1993, later played for the Islanders at the end of the 94-95 season and early in 95-96, actually only played 27 games with the Isles, Seven goals, 15 points in those 27 games over parts of two seasons before going on to play for the Leafs, Panthers, and Stars. The thing about Kirk Muller, he didn't want to be an Islander. He really didn't want to be here. It showed in his play, and the Islanders moved on from him and were right to do so after just those parts of two seasons. Captain Kirk uh, was saying, beam me up, Scotty, get me out of here. And the Islanders were right to oblige. A good career for Kirk Muller, but uh, not a great stint with the Islanders. And he was never really happy here. But we wish him a happy 57th birthday, the native of Kingston, Ontario. And uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from the game against the Kraken. And that will be the home debut of Bo Horvat as an Islander, and we'll also have our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders, so make sure you join us for that. And again, we're here every Monday through Friday with the latest Islanders news from around the Islanders organization. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, enjoy the win, and of course, let's go Islanders!